1: Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast, the number one spirituality podcast on iTunes. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm the UK's leading Law of Attraction expert, award-winning life coach, two times best-selling author, manifestation YouTuber, speaker and badass spiritual queen. I'm here to help you awaken and turn your dream life into an abundant reality and help you create your positively wealthy life full of happiness, abundance, and joy. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. Hey, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast episodes. I am so excited to talk through this topic with you today. I've had some fantastic questions um, and inspiration for this podcast episode. So thank you to everybody who has asked about this over the last few years. It's only about two years late, this podcast episode. I had it written down on my notes probably about six months ago with Courtney's question. Um, So (laughs) I apologize, but I'm definitely someone who intuitively tunes in and when I received Beverly's DM the other day about living grief I was like now is the time to do this podcast episode because as we know no rain no flowers as we know the law of polarity and also how we can absolutely experience living grief in all stages of our life and also happiness joy abundance too you know Both contribute to the manifestation process and it's so important that we feel seen, we feel heard, we validate our emotions and validate these tricky things that we all have to navigate in our life. So today's episode is about living grief and what that is, and I'm certain most of you will be able to relate to this at some points in your life. And I really hope that, and my intention is that it brings just like to Beverly and to myself when I heard this all those years ago, you know, so much peace and just maybe a a half moment or a shift um, and be able to find peace within that, because that is the goal at the end of the day. So living grief, what is it? So Back in 2020, when I was writing Hurt Healing Healed and going along and living this journey quite literally as you do with all your books. I've said this before and I'll say it again, be prepared to write a book because you will live that journey. You will live your teachings, be tested on them. Um, And I always say like, although I do not really like believe in the universe testing us and being like, I'm gonna test you. But um, you know, I do believe that the universe gives us the opportunity to walk our talk and to really embody that teaching. So it comes from a place of authenticity and it comes from a place of, wow, like I've lived this. This is exactly what I did to overcome this myself and, and have that personal story side of it aspect to it as well. So in 2020, a lot changed for us collectively and even on a personal level for myself, I was going through a not great, I wouldn't even say breakup. <laughs> like I don't even know what to call it, but. It was a death. It was a death of a life that could have been, should have been, and it wasn't. And I know to some people, they might think, well, Emma, that's just ridiculous. The relationship just didn't work, get over it. But it ran so much deeper than that, so much deeper than that, which I'm gonna go into in this podcast episode. But essentially I was, you know, pouring my heart out to my friend Hannah and saying, you know, like, what is this feeling? Like, I feel all these like sadness emotions. I feel grief, I feel sadness, I feel pain, I feel loss. And she said, Emma, you're experiencing living grief. And I said, well, what the heck is living grief? And Hannah explained to me how basically when she was, I think she was about 19 or 20, when her whole life changed forever and now she's in a wheelchair and she has chronic illnesses and obviously her life is very different to the able-bodied healthy teenager that she had lived those 19 years prior and she said Emma you know when i you know had to start using a wheelchair and i was bedridden for years and i couldn't move and i was ill I had to grieve the girl, the version of myself that I was, this able-bodied version. And she said, I had to grieve my health. I had to grieve the life that I could have and should have had, but I didn't. And she said, that was really hard to process. But once I had the vocabulary of living grief, I was able to then realise that's what I was feeling. And obviously this conversation with Hannah changed everything for me because although they were varying, very different situations, you know, to us both, it was still a 100% something we could resonate with and made a lot of sense. So I write about In Hurt Healing Healed, my second book, which is Release Limiting Beliefs and Fears to Supercharge Your Desires. So the inner workbook, if you're like, Emma, I've got blocks, these limiting beliefs come up, maybe there's some hurt from your past or trauma, this is the book you need to identify and work through those beliefs. All the tools in the book help you to do so. It is the guide to do it. It's not just a dip your toes in book, it is we're doing the workbook and in a very gentle and safe and you know abundant way to do that. So as I was writing the book, I really explored the themes of living grief. And at this time, obviously, we were experiencing grief collectively through being in lockdown and not being able to leave our homes and, you know, our loved ones passing away, people being ill by COVID, you know, all the things that we experienced in 2020, right? Like, that was a year of collective living grief, of grieving the life that we used to have, grieving the world that we used to live in. God, like, (laughs) I always say to Hannah, like, Take me back to 2018, take me back to 2019, right? Life just seems so different then. Energy worked differently, life worked differently, but of course, you know, there are so many benefits to being in this stage of our life too. But you know, that's a living grief in itself, even if you feel like you miss the old world and, you know, pre-2020 times. So there was so much living grief being processed without that vocabulary again in 2020. And even two of my best friends at the time both experienced miscarriages at very similar times. And both of them came to me and, you know, like it was great that they could support one another, but I said, you know, like, you need to grieve that life that could have been. You know, I think with miscarriages especially, it's very hard for women to grieve and parents, of course, partners, because, you may not have announced it to the world at that point. You may have barely had a few weeks to connect and accept that you were pregnant. And, you know, of course loss in that way can happen at any stage of pregnancy, but I really feel like miscarriage is something that really affects people, you know, both mother and of course the partner. But it's really difficult because you're kind of just thrown into this space. And of course I've not gone through this, but I've witnessed to like so many people in my life and these two close friends. And I said, you know, like it is living grief. It's grief of a life that could have been, it's a life that your child would have led that is not. And I said, that's living grief. You had accepted your life was gonna change forever, um, especially with one was being their first child. And it's not. And I said, that's living grief. Like it's really hard because people won't understand you. They'll tell you, you know, it's just a miscarriage. Try again. They'll tell you, I didn't even know you were pregnant. You know, it'll be very much, I just don't think in our society, any women's menstrual health issues, problems, anything is, you know, taken seriously or with the care that it should be kind of dealt with. But especially people experiencing miscarriage, you know, it's kind of just like you're expected to get on with it. Like, the world moves on, you're expected to get on with it. And, you know, you're only a few weeks pregnant, what's the problem sort of thing, which obviously is just so inhumane and like traumatising in itself. But, you know, even witnessing my two friends go through this, I thought, no, like, don't suppress this. Like, cry, scream, let the emotions out. Like, you do not want to store that in your womb space, for one. And it is perfectly normal to grieve that, like grieve that you are not going to live that life that had just, you'd started like embarking on. Grieve that that child would have had a life and now they're not, like it's so normal to do that. And again, like with people who lose partners or, you know, their spouse, like you are absolutely okay to grieve a life that you thought you would have. And I think with grief in terms of like standard traditionalized grief of someone passing. It's very, well, it's not easier because everything, you know, is relative to the person. And of course it's difficult, period. But with physical grief, there's almost like a physical event that's happened. Like it's a very firm, that person has passed, right? And you celebrate their life, you celebrate them. And it's kind of like, that's that. Whereas living grief is very different, and I guess people would maybe say not as important, but of course, in my eyes, it absolutely is, is because we absolutely grieve so many versions of ourselves. Like, I've grieved versions of myself, like healing versions of myself, um, you know, as I've up leveled, as I've gone through certain periods of my life, you know, I, I've grieved those versions of myself. I've grieved relationships. I've grieved. So much loss, so much loss in so many different ways over the years. And that living grief gives you the vocabulary to say, that's what I'm feeling. And I think we have to give ourselves permission to honor living grief and honor that every single one of us will have living grief to some degree over all sorts in our life. So what spurred me creating a podcast about this, because obviously it is in the book as a whole chapter with tools, with so much more things to go into um, in the book. And obviously it, it weaves part of the, process of healing and obviously why we cover that, why it's important to honor that. But basically, and I say this because it was a long time ago, Courtney sent me this question, but she basically was talking about a job opportunity and she was convinced she was going to get it and then lost it and felt absolutely gutted. And again, you may not think that in the grand scheme of things is a huge thing to lose, but if that is that person's like one be all and end all dream, that is gonna hit you like a ton of bricks, right? And it's grieving that vision for our manifestation. It's grieving that vision for the life we thought we would lead. It's grieving the vision of the hope and the desire. And that can be really hard because again, If a manifestation doesn't happen, that doesn't mean it won't happen. As we know, we have to trust the process. Rejection is divine redirection, right? So you could say to Courtney, well, just get over it. There'll be other jobs. What are you so sad about? It just wasn't meant to be. But that is not honoring the journey that Courtney's been down. And that's not honoring her feelings and her emotions and how much she had, you know, she was convinced she was gonna get it and probably saw herself in that role. So that's living grief on another different scale. So there's so many different scales and emotions and feelings that we can feel when connecting to living grief. But that is what I would say the overall arching theme of living grief is, is that feeling of grief of the life that you will not lead, the life that you thought you would lead. And it's a really difficult one to kind of get your head around and process if I'm honest, because When this happened to me in 2020, to give you some backstory, every single psychic, again, this was not me convincing myself. I was anything but convinced. Um, I think, you know, looking back, that was my intuition being like, really, you're really just gonna blindly believe all these things when the like outer is not reflecting what everybody's saying but again that was my lesson and my karmic journey to go along and you know to listen to those things and listen to my truth and learn to empower myself to trust myself over anything else so that was that journey for me but essentially when I met this person that I um, was with in 2017 every single person in my life my friendship group and I know our friends support us, but you know, it it was there. Um, and every single psychic that I was friends with, that I went to for readings, said that I was gonna be with this person, like marry this person, have children with this person, like that was it for me. So you can imagine being told that by multiple, like everybody in your life, multiple people. After a while, you get kind of comfortable and you're, you're kind of like, well, that's it. Like, I guess I definitely felt that myself. But then I did feel the timeline shifts and I did feel the up And I do believe in some weird way in an alternate reality that could have absolutely been a reality. But I know through my healing and my up-leveling and the person that I am, that it was not in alignment for this me, for this lifetime, for this like you know timeline or version of myself, because I know I chose better and I energetically felt that and I could energetically see that. So towards the end, as the relationship was very visibly crumbling down and it was not a positive space at all, it was some of the hardest, hardest years and learning of my life, Um, to go to my psychics at the time and go for some hope, some inspiration that there was something better, but be told, it's just him. You're gonna be with him. It's all gonna magically work out. And I was like, okay, but I don't think I want that anymore. Like, you know, he's not reflecting what I want in a partner. This is like really not good. There's like emotional abuse going on. Like, this is not good. Like... No, 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 no. So you can imagine how disempowering it was to be told that constantly. Everywhere I went, there was never any difference. So I just stopped, I just stopped having psychic readings. I put myself on a band for about three years and I stopped listening to other people. And I was like, Emma, you have not come this far to accept that as your reality. Like the universe is giving you the opportunity here to choose better because when you choose better, of course there's gonna be other people who come into your life. Like why wouldn't there? There's 7 billion people. Like you were not condemned to that one like ending, that one person, that one relationship. Like that is absolutely ridiculous. So I stopped listening to other people and I took my power back and I listened to myself continuously, even if Everyone thought I was mad at the time and even when I felt, Emma, this is a big risk here and I listened and guess what? It paid off. It paid off hugely because I knew in my soul that that was not where I was. I didn't align with that anymore and that something had shifted and that was not the reality that I was experiencing or that I wanted to experience for the rest of my life. So as you can imagine, moving on from that relationship was extremely difficult for many reasons, many practical reasons, many physical reasons, spiritual, emotional, like all of it, all of it. And it was, again, a huge initiation which took me along my Hurt Healing Healed journey. So I actually started Hurt Healing Healed a little bit after this, but obviously, you know, I was healing, I was opening up to love again, I was healing my inner child, I was healing my trauma from all these relationships over the, you know, over the last decade. So that was why I wrote her Healing Healed because I was like, this is my journey now to heal this for good and step into bigger, better, more aligned and what I know all this work is like worth. And yeah, like the reality that I know I deserve basically. And it was a huge risk, it was a huge risk. And of course with that came living grief of the like visions that I saw for so many years that were so clear, so clear. You know, the psychic readings, everybody seeing the same visions. And I do genuinely believe at some point that was an alignment. Like I think it would be wild to discredit all of it because of how strong it was. But I know, and I know my soul chose better because I felt it. felt the shift, I felt the timeline shift, I felt it all. And it's the strangest thing to describe to someone because I don't think I have words to describe what it felt like or what that shift was, but I just know in my soul that I chose better and that I chose a different outcome and I chose a different timeline, one that is a million times better, in my opinion, than what I would have settled for or what was destined at some point. So whether that was always meant to happen, who knows? We never have all the answers. I don't think we're meant to know everything in this universe, otherwise what would be the point of coming down to earth school? But I do know what I experienced was living grief of like, three, nearly four years of a certain path of that love, of that relationship, of the intense connection. Again, we were Twin Flames. Um, again, if you want my description of what Twin Flames are, I have done an episode on this. Um, And again, like, I'm so grateful for this journey because the peace I feel within myself, the journey it's taken me down, like, gosh oh, I needed it, but it definitely was difficult to live and go through and process. And again, living grief hit me last year when I, as I've mentioned here on this podcast, I uncovered, I had some suppressed childhood trauma memories come up last summer and totally out of the blue, totally took me off guard and my whole life began to make sense. But with that realisation and with that healing and with that embodiment of knowing what happened and knowing why I was the way I was and all my history and all my beliefs and why I've had anxiety and depression for so long throughout my life and everything, like everything made sense. Not any questions, but there then came the process of grieving the life I could have had. And that was a really weird one for me because I'd done that with this relationship, right? So I thought like, why would I grieve a life I could have led when I've led this life, so this one felt a bit more weird to me because it was then like, well, if that hadn't have happened to you in your childhood, and again, when you go through these things, you just spiral like I'm a virgo, I overthink everything, so you better believe I've thought of most things when you know this came up, but you know in my head at that point, as I was healing and you know processing this. I was saying to myself, well, imagine if that hadn't happened to you, how different your life would have been. You probably wouldn't have chosen those like toxic and abusive relationships. You probably wouldn't have gotten into debt, which means you wouldn't.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact...
1: So would you be the person that you are today if you hadn't have gone through that? And where would I be? Yes, I might be happier, but I might not be. And I might have a completely different friend group. I might have a completely different career. I might have a completely different partner. And that would be really sad because I love everything in my life so, so much. And now I see this alignment. I'm like, that's what it was all for. So it was a really interesting one where I had to grieve the life I could have had whilst also reminding myself that actually it all worked out as it was meant to and that actually where I am is exactly where I would want to be. So get your head around that one. It's, you know, it's a lot when you're going through that healing process and having to yeah, like have those realizations and, you know, talk to your inner child and grieve the life they could have had and the childhood they could have had. Like, again, all of these live grief themes coming up. So it definitely comes up in waves. It comes up in cycles. And I feel like when there is an ending in our life, whether that's an ending of a job, you might feel living grief of the life you could have had, the career you could have led. If it's an end of a marriage, you know, grieving the life that you thought you were going to have with your partner. You know, losing a child, having a miscarriage, grieving the life of that child and the life that you would have had with that child. Like, all of this is valid. And in our society today, it's not spoken about and it's not something that is given enough attention or resources or tools with because we all store these emotions and it's like, well, what do you do with that? Like, What do I do with that? Is it normal to grieve a life that I didn't have as a child? Yes, of course it is. Because if I didn't think about that, that would probably be like even weirder. So the fact that I have grieved that and had to process that is so deeply healing and releasing. And Beverly, who I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, messaged me over the weekend and said she was reading Hurt Healing Healed and said how the living grief chapter had changed everything for and she'd had these huge transformations and shifts with her relationship with her daughter and, you know, not having her daughter in her life anymore. And Even just reading that made me so emotional because I was like, this is what it's about. Like, this is what it's about, bringing peace to people, allowing people to be seen, to be heard, to be validated and honour those emotions that come up because they do for all of us. And again, like the gift I gave myself in those examples that I shared with you, was the gift of releasing, was the gift of processing, the gift of peace so that I could move forward with my life and think, actually, this is exactly where I wanna be. There could be other timelines. There could have been other ways that life happened, but it didn't. And that's okay because I can't change anything. I can't change the past. I can't, well, I can change the future quite clearly from that example, but I can't change what's happened. But I can move forward knowing that I have the power to create the reality that I do want. So I think sharing that story of my breakup is really powerful because it shows you that even through living grief, even though I felt all of those emotions, I knew it was the right thing. I knew that I was choosing better and I knew that so much more awaited me. And yes, of course, that hurt, healing, heal journey looked like being diagnosed with PTSD afterwards, you know, meeting my lovely partner I'm now with. Um, and then again, like last year, the trauma coming up completely out of the blue. Like I never would have predicted the journey that I would have gone through, but thank God god i have because imagine carrying all of that for the rest of my life imagine carrying that emotional weight and baggage and shame and guilt and fear and grief all because our society teaches us that you can only grieve those physical obvious things like you can't grieve the loss of a job you can't grieve the loss of a pet you can't grieve the loss of a loved one like you can't grieve this or grieve that but Grief looks more than just the loss of a physical thing. Obviously that's quite an obvious one and absolutely we should grieve that and honour every emotion, messy and beautiful emotion that comes up with that. But what about the lives that we thought we would live? What about the relationships we thought we would enter and experience and spend our lives with? What about people who experience miscarriages or the loss of a child? And what about the people who actually physically do lose their spouses and partners or family members and they have to grieve that life that they won't live now with that person? I think it's so easier in some weird retrospective way to grieve a physical loss of a person because everyone's like, well, that's normal. Of course you're gonna grieve that. Whereas when we grieve things that aren't necessarily to the same level, but feel sometimes to the same level. People are often like, well, just get over it. Just get over it, it's not that bad. Just try again for another baby, there'll be other jobs. A new relationship will come along, bigger, better. And I think some of that is needed, like the positivity of like motivating yourself to like feel positive about life, of course, but a lot of it is quite bypassy. And as you know, I do not bypass anything because what we resist persists. So don't bypass the true messy feelings and emotions that come with living grief and processing the life that you felt you were owed or deserved or should have had. And it's kind of an interesting one to say, grieve the life that you were owed, because again, like I kind of felt so mad at the universe of like, well, you fricking promise this universe, like what the F has happened here? as we know in life, nothing's ever promised. But when you have every single psychic and every single person and every single thing in your life saying the same thing, yet you're going against the grain against everything, you do feel kind of pissed. And you're like, well, what was that all about? Like, how can everyone be so accurate in every other area of my life, but yet this horrifically wrong? But with hindsight, I realised nobody got it wrong. Nobody did. It was exactly as it was meant to be. Because if I had have been told, no, Emma, that relationship's not gonna work out. No, Emma, there's someone else who you're meant to be with. Would I have given my all to that karmic relationship, that twin flame relationship? No, I would have run a million miles (laughs) as quickly as possible. So I had to be in that relationship to learn the very lessons that I needed to to complete that karmic contract to be able to heal these things that have come up since and be spiritual queen that I am today. Be the Emma that you hear me as. Have the energy and healing and peace and thank God I have that. Thank God I went through that. So sometimes there will be hindsight that can provide answers and provide a timeline of like, wow, it really does all come together, like the pieces all do fit. But sometimes that's also not going to be comforting and also not make a lot of sense, especially when it comes to miscarriage, because There is no reason for that, you know what I mean? I'm not saying you would be able to look back and be like, oh, that's why that happened. Maybe, but equally, it's still a loss. It's still a passing of a child and that just sucks. Like, there's no reason for that in my eyes. It's just whatever reason that has happened, which I just don't think we are sometimes meant to comprehend fully. So there's obviously varying degrees of acceptance that can come with this based upon the situation and based upon the cards that you've been dealt with. So I know this is quite a deep one and obviously Heart Healing Healed goes so much deeper into this and gives you the tools to process this but with living grief my best tip is to just honour like cry, scream, process in whatever way you and your body feel you need to. That might look like journaling, that might look like talking to a friend like I did, that might be working with a therapist or a coach to process and to work through those feelings and emotions to see what's underneath that. But my best advice is buy Hurt Healing Healed. Like, Have that as your living grief accompaniment. Have that as your guide to the inner work and help you to lovingly start to unpack this. It is full of tools, journaling prompts, practices, meditations in each and every chapter to help you work through all of this. But the key is allowing, the key is honoring, the key is surrendering to this process because grief is unpredictable. You cannot predict it, you cannot like plan how much you're gonna grieve, it's gonna hit you, it's gonna hit you sometimes out of nowhere, even when you think you've moved on and you're like, I've, I've done all the grieving and crying I can, six months later, boom, it, it can still hit you. So grief is a strange one. I don't think we're ever gonna fully understand the complexities of it, but what we can do is support ourselves and hold that space for ourselves and others to allow them and to allow you to process living grief to feel living grief and to be able to release that. So what I will leave you with is why all of this ties into manifestation because you might be like, oh my God, yes, Emma, this just like hit the nail on the head. Yes, 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 throughout this episode. But I know a lot of people might think, well, why is this important to do for manifestation? Like how does this impact us? How does this impact our vibration, our alignment, our manifestations? But- I always say, let's use Courtney's example here because it's a good example of feeling the living grief for that job that she was convinced she would get and then lost it. All of those feelings are valid. All of what Courtney felt is valid. And to be able to be seen and heard in that way is so healing in itself, right? To have someone say, it's okay to feel this way. So first of all, we have to validate it. We have to say, it's okay for me to feel this because it's an emotion I feel and I'm gonna honor that for myself and my inner child. And eventually Courtney might feel then brave enough to start applying for new jobs And Courtney might have that experience. Again, I'm not saying this is Courtney's experience. I'm just using her question as an example here. But she might then think, actually, I learned a lot through that process. I learned what I really did want in a company and I learned what maybe didn't feel good along that application process. So now moving forwards, I can apply that awareness and be even more sure of what I do want. And then Courtney might apply for some more jobs and go along that path. And then she might find a career that she never even thought possible of like, oh my God, I never would have seen myself as, I'm I'm trying to think of like the most random career here, but you know, she might be like, I never saw myself as X, Y, Z, but oh my God, this random opportunity came up and I just thought, sod it, I've got nothing to lose now, I'm just going to go for it. And it paid off. And I'm in this hugely successful role in a career I didn't even think possible. And I'm having so much fun and I'm being paid even more money. It's even more in alignment to what I actually did want. So I thought that old job was the be all and end all, but actually maybe it wasn't. And again, that is relative to that example. Obviously you're probably not gonna have those thoughts at the loss of a loved one or a partner or a marriage. Who knows, right? But, you know, even I can apply that to my own situation of I never thought what I have today was possible. And it makes me emotional to say that, but I knew in my soul it was, and I knew my soul was calling me to that and saying, you do deserve a million times better, Emma. Like, I knew that my soul was calling me to that, but my humanness didn't necessarily know that that was possible because I couldn't see the divine plan. I couldn't see the divine tapestry. I couldn't see the whole picture that the universe had for me because we we just don't. We don't have access to that all of the time. And now sat here, I'm like, wow. I never thought this type of love or relationship or happiness was possible, but it is because I chose better, I chose differently. And I chose, again, this is a very you know, specific example here, but I chose that that wasn't what I wanted for my life. Whereas, you know, Courtney might be like, I did want that, I did choose that job. So sometimes we have to really lean into that trust of maybe one day it's all gonna make sense, maybe it won't. But we have to, you know, move forward with what we have and, allow ourselves to feel those emotions, to allow whatever is meant to come in to come in. So if we use the job or relationship example, it opened the doors for both of us. Well, I can't speak for Courtney, but she might message and say, Emma, you keep mentioning me on your podcast and here's my update. So Courtney, if you are listening, please update us so I can actually share your story and what has unfolded for you. But I've seen it so many times, so many times. But so when we harbor onto these emotions and we store them, it stagnates, it blocks, it creates resistance, it creates limiting beliefs and fears, it creates trauma sometimes. So we then have that resonance in that energy within our subconscious, within our body and with our energy, mind, body, spirit in different like varying ways, but it will be in majoritively all of them. So it's not just in our mind, it's not just in our body, but we do store it in our body too. It's actually in our energy, our auric field, our energy system too. That resonance of grief, that resonance of pain, that resonance of loss, So imagine carrying that around and then trying to align with the version of yourself that has this even more up level job that Courtney was going for. You would then be carrying that resonance and that energy, but getting varying results, right? Because the universe is responding to your energy and being like, well, I think Emma wants that up-leveled relationship, but her energy is kind of like flipping. It's telling me one thing, it's telling me another thing. So- I'm just gonna give her the energetic response to what she is, who she is. And I think we often overcomplicate the universe as this like person who's like going through and saying, well, Emma's energy obviously does reflect that she wants a great relationship, but hmm, yeah, I'm not sure. Let's send her another test. The universe doesn't work like that. It is responding to my energy. It's responding to your energy, your prominent, dominant, energy, your prominent, dominant, I don't think that's a word, but your dominant, prominent energy, where basically whatever is giving the most energy is what you're receiving. So that's why people who may have like a small low-key money belief are still manifesting money, but they won't be having the full-blown alignment, hell yes, biggest dream manifestation yet because they obviously have that, you know, that resonance, that energy there. So by doing the inner work, we clear the resistance, we clear the energy, we keep it clear and concise, and you up level and align with the version of yourself who does have that dream role. So if Courtney then manifests her dream role, she's not gonna be feeling grief. She's gonna be like, hell freaking yes, my life is incredible, everything feels great, yes. She's not gonna be feeling grief. She probably won't even think about the other job. She'll probably be thankful. It that it never even happened, right? So, again, hopefully, this is all hypothetical. I don't know Courtney's situation yet. But my point is is that we can't move forward if we're still in the past. We can't have one foot in the future or one foot in the present and one foot in the past, right? We have to move forward. And moving forward looks like releasing it, looks like healing it, looks like releasing the resonance that's there of that emotion from mind, body, spirit, to be able to become the full embodiment of exactly what you want, exactly who you want to be. If you want to be happy beyond your wildest dreams, that doesn't mean that those other emotions can't exist. We live in the law of polarity as well as the law of attraction. So according to the seven universal laws, the law of polarity is always going to be there. So you can be extremely happy and still feel sad about something. There's nothing wrong with that, but you're not going to feel grief or disappointment or whatever the feeling is about a past missed opportunity when you have the very thing that you want. So take that advice and apply it to your situation if it applies. Obviously, like I said, it's not going to apply to everybody's situations because it's just not. Like, especially Beverly's situation, you know, I'm sure more than anything, she would want a happy, healthy, thriving relationship with her daughter. So again, what I've just said is not going to fit into everybody's box of living grief. But it can for those opportunities. And for me with the relationship example, it really did. And for Beverly's example, that doesn't mean that, you know, a healthy, happy, amazing relationship with her daughter isn't possible. Maybe that alignment for her is by processing and allowing herself to feel those emotions. It creates the very vortex and energy and shift where that energy is clear now to open the space for shifts and miracles and healing to happen with her daughter. That doesn't mean that can't happen, right? So even in that example, you can see why processing those emotions then creates a space for whatever is for the highest good to come through. But it's been an emotional one, this one. So I hope that it has served you and I hope that it has um, somewhat answered Courtney and Beverly's questions and feelings of living grief. So thank you to both of you Um, for submitting those questions and Beverly for updating me on how you feel about your situation as well because I do really appreciate it and I love featuring your questions as always um, and tailoring these episodes to what is going to be most beneficial for you. So go read Hurt Healing Healed if this episode has struck a chord with you and it's resonating because it will help you to take all of this work to that next level but I see you, I hear you, and it's perfectly normal to feel your emotions. How you're feeling about your living grief is okay. Feel it. Even if it's ugly, feel it. Feel it all. Because when we feel, we heal. When we allow ourselves to process that emotion, it moves through us so much quicker. So use the book to find where in your body that emotion is being stored. Clear it energetically, clear it subconsciously so you can give yourself the gift of honouring that, processing that, and loving yourself enough to be able to move forward in whatever way that looks like for you now thank you so much gorgeous souls for listening i appreciate all your views and listens don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because i would love love to see you again soon don't forget you can also join my free law of attraction support group over on facebook where i can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality i hope you have the most amazing week whatever you are up to and i'm sending each and every one of you especially after today so much love lots of love